Hello and welcome or welcome back to Fancy Blather. I'm your host Kirsty Taylor and today we have a really exciting episode. We are chatting to the wonderful Katie Bellotti so you're going to want to stay tuned for that interview but for now let's hop into our intro. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Fancy Blather. It's so great to be chatting with you all today. Um, it is 1 p.m. on Sunday. You are listening to this if you're watch- listening, watching, you're listening live, I suppose, as soon as it comes out on a Monday. So happy Monday. If it's um, a different day, happy whatever day it is for you. Um, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on what time you're listening at. Um, let's start chatting. Um, I don't really have many life updates other than I've switched up my coffee this week and I am not, I don't know, it's not hitting like it normally does. So I might need to find something else to be fair though. The coffee I've been using is out of date. And is that like bad? Should I not be doing that? Can people let me know? Join the Facebook group and let me know. Let me know in the Instagram comments. Like, is that a bad thing to do? But I don't want to waste it all, but it's like 2020 on the date, but Mm, it's just like ground coffee like is that bad for me um but yeah it's not really hitting the spot like normal so I'm feeling a little bit tired this Sunday I've been working honestly since I woke up this morning which is happy Sunday to me I guess um but we're getting after it um just one of those days so I just got I've got stuff I need to do I really need to go and food shop so that's on the agenda for later on today I'm still finishing off some other work but um we're getting there we're slowly grinding I could have done more yesterday I feel like yesterday I wasn't as productive as I should have been because I've just been I know binging a lot of tv because I haven't had time to watch it during the week it was my first week back of term and it was so great to be back with my little class um when I say little like because they are little like I wouldn't say it's like that small of a class um but it's nice getting back into the groove of things enjoying teaching again um definitely kick my butt tiredness this week um but that's okay that's that's life so my small wonder of the week is um I have this little crystal thing that I hang on my window my one sole window in my in my little studio apartment, I know I really, really need direct sunlight in my next place because I only get direct sunlight at like a really random time in the afternoon and it's just, it's not it. Even though I can like see the sunlight, it's just, it's not doing it for me. But when it does come in and I, so I only see it the weekends because the rest of the time I'm not here when it comes in, the crystal makes these rainbows all over my room and it's so nice. So mine is like mini rainbows because it just like, it really brightens my day when I see that and I know I have good lighting. So now obviously and take some photos because you know we just we got to take advantage of it when it exists so that is my small wonder of the week okay what I'm engaging with this week this is kind of embarrassing but whatever um I've just been really loving trash tv lately and we do actually Katie and I do actually talk about that a little bit in the interview so stay tuned for that I just really at the moment need something that I can fully turn off to something that I just don't have to think to watch and I'm so that's where we're at it just after a long day at school it's just nice to come home and watch some crap so I've been watching the circle USA season two and I've been loving it honestly I really like Chloe I think she's hilarious and I loved her in too hot to handle I thought she was really funny so yeah I'm loving it I'm watching this other show as well called are you the one it's like so problematic and there's so many messed up things in it but like I said it's trash tv 
And I mean, they all signed up to go on a reality TV show, but yeah, there's a lot of things in it that I'm like, this is messed up, but I don't know. They signed up, I guess. And also it's reality TV. What do you expect? I was actually saying to my parents the other day, how ironic it is that, um, fictional tv is more relatable than reality tv like how does that work it's crazy so yeah that's what i've been watching the circle usa season two um i wish they had all the episodes out though so i could binge them all because i've just i've binged them both times when they put like a few out because <laughs> they've put out like five i think each time and i no, so now i have to wait until i don't even know it's next week or couple weeks i'm missing riverdale also i just find out riverdale's not coming back till june like oh again another trash tv show i mean that is fictional but still it's not like the best show in the world so yeah that's what i'm engaging with so this week's small business is one a business that i love um a fairly recent business but i'm obsessed um and it's called candles by cat um and it's made by Kat, who's from Perth, my hometown. And it was a little lockdown project that she started. And um, it's made from, they're made, her candles, sorry, are made from beeswax. And all leftover wax is recycled into new candles. So I ordered some candles from Kat. And also they're so affordable, which I'm just really here for. Um, so that's also nice. So I got the body in white. And I believe that I got the, wait, I'm going to check the scent. I think it's like peach and something. Yeah, I got the white body and the peach blossom scent. And then I got the bubble in a purple with a lilac scent. And I am obsessed with these candles. Like they're honestly so nice and I don't like them. I think I will like them at some point, but I need like a tray or something so they don't drip down onto it. But she has the most stunning candles. So absolutely check her out, Candles by Cat, and you just DM her on Instagram. So these are all her different scents in case you're interested. So she has peach blossom, lemon, lime, strawberry, mango, passion fruit, vanilla, coconut, sandalwood, fuchsia, forget-me-not, lavender, lilac, pink grapefruit, rose garden, sweet orange, orange and cinnamon, um, chocolate and cherry and they're just so pretty and also she has the cutest packaging it's like a little um box all wrapped up with these really cute um like rope things and they're also just great for I love a little keep me thing for like journaling and stuff um so and then she also sends them with love hearts, like the sweets, which I just think is the sweetest thing ever. And a cute little note. And that's why you shop small, everyone, because the cute notes are worth everything because they're freaking adorable. So absolutely go and check her out. So it's Candles by Cat on Instagram and it's Candles underscore by underscore Cat. And I will have them linked in the show notes for you, but absolutely check her out. And she just does it on Instagram. So you just message her and um, order them through there. So there we go. That is the small business of this week. So then our next thing is our poem of the week. So this one, I always ask the guests if they have a poem or something in mind and they don't often, but 
Katie came in clutch. So shout out to Katie for this. So our guest Katie Blotty did come in clutch and send us a poem that she loves. So it's just a short poem by Emily Dickinson. I mean, if you don't know who Emily Dickinson is, I absolutely recommend checking her out. Just a little bit about Emily Dickinson in case you don't know and you've been living under a rock because she's like a pretty infamous um, author. Emily Dickinson was born on December 10th, 1830 in, in Amherst, Massachusetts. While she was extremely prolific as a poet and regularly enclosed poems in letters to friends, she was not publicly recognized during her lifetime. So she died in Amherst in 1886 and the first volume of her work was published posthumously in 1890. So Emily Dickinson kind of became like this massive poet after her death. But also like, that sucks. <laughs> like why do people, why does that always happen to people? That must be so annoying. Um, so yeah. Her poem is, I'm nobody, who are you? And um, I will link where I find the poem in case you want to read it. I'm nobody, who are you? I'm nobody. Who are you? Are you nobody too? Then there's a pair of us. Don't tell, they'd advertise. You know how dreary to be somebody. How public, like a frog, to tell one's name. The live long June to an admiring bog. So like I said, that is I'm Nobody Who Are You by Emily Dickinson. And now we are going to jump into the interview with Katie. So enjoy the rest of this week's episode. Okay, I'm just hopping in here for You Know It, our charity of the week. So this charity was, of course, chosen by our guests. So this week we are shouting out She's the First. And you can find them at shesthefirst.org. Their tagline is, every girl has a right, has the right, sorry, to choose her own future. Girls worldwide are denied their rights. This is unacceptable. They believe that local organizations are best positioned to serve girls in their communities yet they are significantly under-resourced. That's why they exist. She's the first teams up with women-led gra- grassroots organizations to make sure girls globally are educated, respected, and heard. So they strengthen ecosystems around girls. They engage in girl-led activity, active, oh my goodness, advocacy. They also have stuff about their impact, such as they impact 35,145 girls yearly through their training and partner programs, which is absolutely exceptional. So you can head there to find out more more about them and everything they do takes a girl-centered and anti-oppressive approach. So you can discover your power. So girls, this is for you. So you can check that out um, to get involved. You can advocate on campus, you can collect online, you can of course donate and just get involved in whatever way you can. And they're the proud co-organizer of the Global Girls Bill of Rights, written by girls for girls. You can also head to their website to check that out, which I absolutely recommend doing. So check out She's the First at she's the first.org. Okay, so this week we are chatting to the wonderful Katie Blotti. This is an interview that I'm so excited for. I'm a big fan of Katie. So Katie Blotti is a New York-based graphic designer, social content strategist, 
video editor, calligrapher, and lover of extra dirty martinis. She also has her own podcast, Thick and Thin, and her own YouTube channel. She has garnered a loyal social following of 177,000 followers on Instagram and 474,000 followers on YouTube and has an incredible array of different brands that she's worked with. And now we're going to jump straight into the episode with Katie. So enjoy. Hello, Katie, and welcome to Fancy a Blather podcast. It is so lovely to have you here with us today. How are you doing? I'm great. Better now. (laughs) Amazing. So the first question we like to ask our guests every week is, um, what is your small wonder of the week? So it doesn't actually have to be something small, but we just call it a small wonder because it's just about thinking about things that you maybe don't always consider like gratitude wise. So just anything at all that's been something you've realized recently that you really like. Oh my goodness. Um, well, I guess something that I have been pondering a lot recently or just thinking about now that we're in New York, we're, we're kind of coming mm-hmm. out of lockdown. Things mm-hmm. are getting a bit more, people are being more you know, confident to go outside. So I've been taking the subway a lot more recently, which I, I didn't do for a while because of COVID. Um, but I've just been like looking around and realizing, and I mean, this sounds silly, but it, like there are so many more people out there than just me and, and my worries and things sometimes feel huge, but in the grand scheme of what everybody else is going through also, like we're all just trying to get through hard times. So it's been nice to just realize that there's more people than just me because when I'm, you know, trapped inside my apartment or with my parents, it feels like my world is very small, but it's so much bigger than that. So amazing. I love that. That's great. We are actually, um, finally coming out of another lockdown in Scotland um, soon. They actually have changed things sooner than expected. So everyone's kind of riding on a high right now here, which is just quite nice. So um, yeah, that's that's amazing. Um, So the next question is, how or have you had moments in your 20s where you have been surviving rather than rather than thriving? And how did you overcome those times? Uh, plenty, plenty of those moments for sure. I mean, I definitely am lucky and I realize my privilege in many areas, but of course I have moments where I'm like, you know, flying by the seat of my pants. Like, is this, is this what I should be doing in my twenties? Like, should, you know, should I be more accomplished by now, et cetera. So I think, I mean, more recently, I think during the past year, it's been really tough to find motivation to keep going, especially when you feel like you might be making a million things and putting it out there as a creative person. I deal with this a lot and not getting the reaction you expected or feeling like no one really cares. And so (laughs) I definitely feel that way. And I I think it's just one of those things where you, you have highs and lows because no story is a straight line upward. Mm -hmm. So you just, you get through it, you rebalance yourself and you get through it. Amazing. Perfect. So we're going to switch a little bit to your podcast, Thick and Thin. Um, So Thick and Thin tells um, incredibly inspirational stories, but you manage to do it in a way that keeps them, I don't know, keeps them down to earth level. (laughs) I think I love the way that you don't over romanticize anything, which is something that does happen a lot with older stories. And I love that you're able to find the human aspects in all the stories you tell. Um, But where do you find your inspiration creatively? I know that's quite a big question, but what are some things you like to do to find inspiration in all your different creative realms? Because you are, you are a woman of many talents. So where is that? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I have a lot of, a lot of things that I'm interested in. And so it's hard for me to stay 
in one realm for too long, <laughs> which I've learned to realize is a good thing. Didn't mm-hmm. always feel that way. Um, I definitely take a lot of inspiration just in all of like everything I do from storytelling. I think, you know, ever since I made the podcast a couple of years ago, I felt a whole new side of me kind of come out where mm-hmm. there's so much to learn from history. I know history can sound sometimes dusty and boring and something that we had to sit through in school. And so people have learned that it's, or have been accustomed to seeing history as something that's boring, but by looking back in time, not only do we, I mean, you know, learn about how things, about how lucky we are now, because things have been worse for many people, women especially had very few rights for a very, very long time. So even just that as an example, but also we learn how to not do things we learn because there have been so many mistakes made in history, so many years of super just insane, like things you can't even wrap your head around injustice in older times. And I've learned that even still today, sometimes we commit the same crimes. We do the same things over and over again, because we, a lot of us don't take the time to sit down and look into the past. And so if we're not considering the past and what has already happened, we won't have a stronger, more educated future. So I like telling them in light ways where it's like, it's, it's not intimidating to sit down and listen to one of my episodes. I break it down in like plain terms. So it's easy mm-hmm. to understand. I think sometimes history podcasts can get overwhelming with a lot of like, they're like, oh, you know what happened in World War II. And I'm like, I don't really know what, I mean, I do, but like, I don't. So refresh me. So I like to do that. And then I like to also just bring it back to the, the present and, and kind of infuse a lot of different stuff. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I love that. Um, so for our listeners who don't know you, um, what made you decide to move back to New York recently? So obviously you recently made the move back to New York, which is incredible. And it seems like you're really enjoying it. It's been the right decision, which is always a great feeling. But just for anyone who maybe hasn't watched your YouTube or anything like that, why did you decide to make the move back to New York? Yeah, so I lived here for two years, almost about three, if you consider I had a summer that I lived here as well. So I was here for a bit and I really, really loved New York. Like I never stopped loving New York, Mm -hmm. but I think when you get into a groove of really liking something, you kind of, it's weird because it's like, you get this weird feeling like where you're like, wait, I'm like uncomfortable with the fact that I am so comfortable here. Like it's, it's very strange, but you know, it's, it can be felt in a lot of different ways, like romantically too. You're like, you're with a partner and then you're like, oh my God, I think I hate you. Like it's just, you know, things shift. (laughs) And so for me, especially with the pandemic, uh, you know, hitting New York very hard at first, like we were hit here very, very hard right off the bat, like in the U S and so it became very popular for people to just get out. And I went home, I'm from Maryland. That's where I was born and grew up. So mm-hmm. I went home there naturally. I just like went home to my parents to like ride this out and figure it out. And while I was there, I decided to go on this cross country road trip, which was honestly the best thing I've done in my twenties so far, just seeing middle America, all these places that I'd never thought that I would just randomly end up in. So I did that got to California, loved California, decided to stay there for a bit longer than I intended. I was going to stay there for 12 months, ended up only staying for eight because my heart, I mean, also there was like a bunch of other stuff. Like I had this apartment leak and like a lot of things that led to it, but basically my heart led me back here to New York. And I think 
I don't know. You just, distance makes the heart grow fonder, I think, in a lot of areas. And I think for me, I just realized that I was running from a very good thing for me because there is a lot of pressure here to, you know, New York is always moving. There's always things happening. There's a lot of pressure that is felt here. And it's for good reason because it's a great place to start something. It's a great place to be creative. But um, yeah, I think I just stopped, I stopped running and came back to where I knew I needed to be. I love that. No, I think that's so true. I think um, one of my friends once said to me as well that you never realize how much you love something until you stop it. Um, Because I think it can happen in so many areas of our life that we don't realize, like automatically when you think of that, you think of relationships, but actually I'd say it's more common in so many other parts of your life over relationships. Like I think even for me, like playing a sport, where you've played a sport for so long in your life that you get to a point where you're not sure if you're doing it because you like it anymore or just because it's what you do and that's Mm -hmm. what you're known for and sometimes it is just that break where you just step back and say do I like this and then you go oh no yeah I do actually yeah you're right this is this is something or sometimes it goes the opposite way and you're like no I do not Yeah. yeah I love that so the next question is um you recently spoke about imposter syndrome that you is something that you and many others in their 20s, I think it's very prevalent, particularly for women, but for all genders and cisgendered people a lot as well. Um, in, in your career and um, on your Instagram stories, and I was wondering, how do you go about kind of tackling that imposter syndrome, especially in the kind of freelance creative world where you do have these, these eyes on you, if you like? all the time and that how do you manage that pressure and that imposter syndrome yeah it's definitely tough I have weeks where it's it's more prevalent than others in my life Mm -hmm. I think first of all it's important to remember that every creative person deals with it Mm -hmm. every great person has dealt with comparing themselves because the tragedy of being born today is knowing that so many amazing people that have you know have come before us and it's like well they've already done this amazing thing. So how could I possibly contribute to this field? Like what, what do I have to give? And so you do feel that way. But I think honestly, the the thing that I do really is I just remind myself of all the things that I I'm really inspired by Mm -hmm. like other people's works, just movies, things that I like. And I remind myself that if someone had felt too severe of imposter syndrome to finally release that thing into the world, like put it out there, like Taylor Swift, I love she, you know, for so many years kept these songs hostage in her vault and she's finally Mm -hmm. letting them go because (laughs) she feels they're right and they're good. And just imagine like all the good things that wouldn't exist today if someone just didn't finally let go. Like sometimes you have to accept that done is better than perfect. I have battled perfectionism for a very long time and you're going to feel those days where you feel like, you know, you have really nothing unique to offer, but if you don't, you just really never know until you try It's It's very cliche, but it's true. Like you never know because I'll put out a video where I'm like, that isn't even like my best work at all. And someone will comment like, Katie, this is your best video ever. And I'm like, okay. So <laughs> you got to get out of your own, own head, I think. Nice. Perfect. So um, the next question is um, relating to your career as well, um, particularly, I suppose, in the online space. So um, how do you navigate the balance between um, privacy, but also honesty slash transparency um, in your career, particularly in your online? Like, how do you 
try to strike that balance of giving giving yourself to the audience but not giving too much that you lose yourself if that makes sense like finding that that balance what are things that you found have helped you through that experience in your career so far yeah I definitely walk a very blurry line with that Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes I do a good job with that and a bad job other times. I've just been doing this for a very long time. So I've started to learn what things to disclose, what things not to disclose just from having mistakes in the past with like just, you know, sharing something that I wasn't ready to share because you have to, I, I always just assume with everything that I post, everything I put out, I already know what the critiques are going to be like to for, you know, the most part it's, I'll put something out there, say something. And I, in doing so already know what they're going, what people might say if they're going to be negative. Mm -hmm. So with that, it makes me feel a little bit, I I can do it because I know the worst, like I already have seen the worst of what it could be because the worst thing is being super vulnerable and having people slap you in the face basically and say like, okay, this is cool. But Katie, this is tone deaf. Katie, this is like being vulnerable and opening yourself up. Like it's, it's really stressful. It takes a lot of courage. Mm -hmm. And so to be shut down or to be critiqued, it hurts unless you are ready for it, unless you've already considered the possibility. So that has definitely helped me just kind of knowing also just like reading the room, knowing when it's a right time to post something vulnerable or post something superficial, because there's certainly been times in the past year, especially where it's like, it's just not cool to post that right now, Katie, don't post about this expensive thing you just bought when people are losing their jobs. So it's just being able to read the room, having empathy for other people, but not too much to the point where you feel like you're walking on eggshells with everything you post. I've definitely had moments where I'm like, am I not posting this because I don't want to, or because I'm afraid of what people are going to say about it. So it's really just reading the room, figuring, figuring out what you feel comfortable with, because it's just, yeah, it's all about, because I mean, this is my platform. It's what I want to post. So at the mm-hmm. end of the day, you know, if you don't want yeah, it, don't, don't subscribe, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, completely. Absolutely. I agree. If you don't want to follow, no one's forcing and don't, you. So. No, one, no one's forcing you to follow me. I feel like people forget that sometimes. They feel very oh, entitled. Oh, I, I, absolutely, I absolutely agree. Um, So you recently released some stunning planner pads as your second, your second launch. I actually I just watched your vlog as well of your, of your new item. So yes. I'm excited for that. Um, and I was wondering, are you are you a planner? Is that your style? Or are you more of a go with the flow kind of person? Or or do you like to strike a balance? What's your what's your kind of is is it natural for you to plan or is it something you have to kind of force yourself to do? It's definitely natural. I've been a very natural list maker my whole mm-hmm. life. Like I've always just made lists because otherwise, like I I'm very out of sight, out of mind. If I don't see that I need to do something, I will completely forget to do it. I'm definitely one of those people that likes having ample time to just mess around and mm-hmm. be creative or, you know, have my day take a total turn and do something spontaneous and different. But I need to know that I'm getting things done because otherwise I'll have that looming fear of like, 
I missed something or I missed a call, an appointment, like my biggest fear is either being late or missing like a to-do list item. So I definitely, I'm, I strike a balance between having my day, like I don't have my day planned out hour by hour, but I know when all my important stuff is, I will, you know, I, I balance my time in that way. But I also, I build in time to my schedule to just have no plan. Like, I don't know what I'm doing between the hours of X and Y. Mm-hmm. So that's kind Perfect. of my, my strategy. Lead, leading on from that, um, what yeah. are your top tips for time managing, particularly for working in freelance or just people who don't, obviously time managing is typically quite different, different in a nine to five job than it is when, mm. when the ball's in your court. So what are some of your top tips for people that are in that realm? Yeah. I mean, first of all, knowing yourself, for me, I don't work best until it's like after 10 a.m. Like mm-hmm. in terms of like creative work, like I can't sit down and be tasked with a creative project before 10 a.m. I know that about myself. I could do a phone call or something, but I can't be sitting, like I will like, I don't have ADHD, but it feels like I do in the morning because I just like cannot focus on anything. So I know myself in that regard. So I, I don't schedule con- like content creation before Mm -hmm. the hours of 10. So just know yourself in that way. If you are a super crazy morning person, go ahead and schedule things earlier. Like just know yourself in that way and don't feel guilty. If you are, you know, not, don't have three tasks done by 9am. Like I used to feel Mm -hmm. super guilty if I would sleep past 7.30 and I'm like, wait a second, I'm my own boss. That's the whole thrill of it. Like that's the whole perk of being able to start when I want to start and when I want to end, which is also kind of It's stressful sometimes also because I'll be like on a roll working on something and it's like 8.30 PM and I'm like, wait, I need to like have an an end time. Like, when do I stop? (laughs) Do I ever ever stop? So it's definitely stressful, but I think for people that struggle with time management, just knowing yourself and how you work is really, really key. Not comparing yourself to other people, which is hard, but don't do it. And like I said earlier, just having moments in your day where you don't have anything because mm-hmm. first of all, things move around all the time. If you're back to back to back, it, you're not going to get anything done. So you got to make sure you have some like some wiggle room here and there, some like cushions of time where you can just go for a walk or like get yourself moving. That's really key. Honestly, as a freelancer, just getting out of the house really key. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so. Amazing. I can completely under, I mean, I work in, I work in education, so I teach, but, um, I, um, I, when I'm online for uni, I need to leave. I'm like, I need to get out yeah, of this building. Get out of the yeah. house. I'm like, no, I can't be here. And I live in a studio as well. So I'm like, uh, there's no other room. There's, yep. there's nowhere else for me to go. I'm like, I can see it. I can I'm see like, it. shall I sit in the bathroom for five minutes? Like, <laughs> like a change of pace. I'm like, please just somebody. But, so yeah, I definitely think getting out of the house is so important. Um, So this question we like to ask everyone as well. It's a little bit cheesy, but we like a little bit of cheese at Fancy Blather. And it's, um, what what do you do to ensure the capital H in hustle is health? Oh, I like that. <laughs> Thanks. Mm. Oh, goodness. I see, I, I've had like a hustle culture and I have had a very hard go mm. of it. I do love the, the capital H health and hustle, because I feel like for so long, everything I saw on social media was like, you go girl, hustle girl, girl boss, Mm -hmm. all this like crazy verbiage where I'm like, that is so stressful. And I think if you, if you don't have 
the the capital H health in hustle, you're not going to get anything done. I like watching just like, I mean, for me, I think my, my recharge moment is just watching like stupid TV, like Mm. really bad reality, horribly, like clearly fake and orchestrated. (laughs) Like, I just love bad TV that like is not stressful at all because I could basically tell you what happens in the episode, (laughs) like from the get-go. So that's definitely like, I, that's my recharge. And, you know, aside from the obvious, like working out, going for a walk, drinking water, bad TV. <laughs> no, I'm here for that. I watch, um, I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's um, Made in Chelsea. That's yeah. My, yes. That's my, that's my go-to bad that's, TV. That is, that is good bad that's TV. My, yeah. That's my go-to. And my parents are always like, why do you watch that? why you shouldn't and I'm just like but I studied English and film at uni and this just really lets me turn off because if I was to think of all the problems I'd be here all day and Mm -hmm. I just love it I love that I can just turn off it's it's definitely my go-to my guilty yep. pleasure, but I'm not guilty about it. So it's not really need some bad TV. I don't completely be. agree. Don't be. <laughs> um, so what are some of your thriving moments from your 20s so far? So what are some things that you've done so far in your 20s that you're you're loving or even things that maybe are happening soon that you're excited for is also a potential. Yeah. Um, definitely. I guess my like shining moment so far, like in the, the scrapbook of my twenties mm-hmm. shining was probably quitting my corporate job, which was the scariest mm-hmm. thing ever and going freelance. That was definitely a very shining moment for me. That was very, very hard to get to. So yeah, I think walking out of my corporate office like every TV show you've ever seen, holding a box of my stuff from my desk, (laughs) walking out into New York city and like, just looking around. I'm like, yeah, this is it. This is what I was made for. This is, this is the life it's scary, but great. So I think that was definitely a highlight. Also just going through the past year and making it out a better person. Like I, Mm -hmm. I feel, I wake up each morning now and I'm like, I, like, I feel a very distinct shift from who I used to be, even just a year ago. Like I feel so much more confident. I'm complaining a lot less, which I feel like I used to complain so much, even just like in my head, I wouldn't say it out loud, but everything was a problem. I would see things happen outside and be like, it's not, it's, it's their fault. Like I was just a blamer. (laughs) So I've definitely changed in that regard too. And I think it's the, the reason for it has just been knowing myself and, and setting boundaries, saying no, because I was doing a lot of things just because I felt like I had to do them. And because I didn't want to be, you know, problematic. I didn't want to be someone that, that wasn't go with the flow because it sounds like glamorous to be go with the flow and be spontaneous and chill and just do everything, but it's not sustainable. So (laughs) no, yeah, I think those are two like distinct things that I've learned in my twenties. Perfect. Um, so if you had to sum up your 20s so far in three words, what would they be? What would be your three words? Hmm. Wow. Three words. Um, choosing myself finally. Oh, not a phrase. That's, I it's love a phrase. That. I love that you put them all together. That's, yep. that's peak. <laughs> yep. Um, this is a, this is a Swifty question for you. I'm, oh a, my God. I'm, yes. I'm a big Swifty myself. So I, I had to throw one in there. I just felt it would be wrong not to. Um, so what is your favorite Taylor Swift bonus track in this current moment? But you can, you can refer to what has not been re-recorded, but will be, if that makes sense. So if it is one that hasn't been re-recorded yet, you can still refer to it. 
This is tough. I really <laughs> like, um, I mean, Mr. Perfectly Fine is, was just incredible. Mm. I, I like haven't stopped thinking about it, but I also love Bye Bye Baby too mm -hmm. from the recent. And I'm excited yeah. to see what else she records. Nice. I love yeah. it. Um, okay. So rapid fire. The so just, it's just this or that. So New York nights or New York mornings. Nights. Notebook or notepad paper. Notepad. Paper or procreate. <laughs> procreate. <laughs> Wine or tequila. Oh, tough. Wine. <laughs> um, physical book or ebook. Physical. And then podcast or radio? Podcast. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us today, Katie. Where can our listeners find you? Where can they check out all of your wonderful work? Yeah, of course. So on various forms of social media, you can just type in Katie Velotti, Katie with a Y. And I have a podcast, Thick and Thin, that I post episodes on every Thursday on anywhere you listen to podcasts. Perfect. And then our final question we like to end off with every week. What have you been engaging with this week? So it can be a book, a podcast, uh, a radio show, a TV show, a film, anything that you've just been enjoying recently. I really love this show called Fixer Upper. It's like an HGTV, like mm -hmm. uh, they take really horrible houses and make them beautiful. I like have been oh, so into amazing. it. I love it. Well, <laughs> thank you so much for chatting with us, Katie. And it was lovely to have you on the podcast. Thanks for having me. No problem. Okay, that is the end of this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Um, don't forget to follow us on all the different podcast platforms. Um, leave a review, follow, subscribe, whatever it is you do at the platform that you listen in. Um, follow us on Instagram at Fancy Blather. Check out our website, www.fancyblather.com. I've got a blog coming out all about trash TV related to this. <laughs> to this episode so you're gonna want to check it out and of course you can follow you follow you can join our facebook group and um, it's called muddling through our 20s together fancy blather listeners or something like that so if you type that in it should come up but also it will be linked in the show notes below i hope you all have a wonderful week and you will hear from me next week have a good week bye